short reading part of a, a talk by Ajahn Chah. Space. People are going all over the place looking for merit. And they always seem to stop over and walk along. If they don't stop over on their way out, they do so on the return trip. Some people are in such a hurry, I didn't even get a chance to see or speak to them. Most of them are looking for merit. I don't see many looking for a way out of wrongdoing. They're so intent on getting merit, they don't know where they're going to put it. It's like trying to dye a dirty, unwashed cloth. Monks talk straight like this, but it's hard for most people to put this sort of teaching into practice. It's hard because they don't understand. If they understood, it would be much easier. Suppose there was a hole and there was something at the bottom of it. Now anyone who reached into the hole and couldn't touch the bottom would say the hole was too deep. A hundred or a thousand people might put their hands down that hole and they'd all say the hole was too deep. Not one would say their arm was too short. Sooner or later, all these people looking for merit will have to start looking for a way out of wrongdoing. But not many people are interested in this. The teachings of the Buddha are so brief but most people just pass them by like they pass through walk of home. For most people, that's what the Dhamma is, a stopover. Only three lines, hardly anything to it. The first is Saba Kapasa Akarana, refraining from all wrongdoing. That's the teaching of all the Buddhas. This is the heart of Buddhism. But people keep jumping over it. They don't want this one. <clears throat> the renunciation of all wrongdoing, great and small, from bodily, verbal, and mental actions, this is the teaching of the Buddhas. If we were to dye a piece of cloth, we'd have to wash it first. But most people don't want to do that. Without looking at the cloth, they dip it into the dye straight away. If the cloth is dirty, dyeing it makes it come out even worse than before. Think about it. Dyeing a dirty old rag, would that look good? You see, this is how Buddhism teaches, but most people just pass it by. They just want to perform good works, but they don't want to give up wrongdoing. It's like saying that the hole is too deep when it's the arm that's too short. We have to come back to ourselves. With this teaching, you have to take a step back and look at yourself. What Ajahn Chah is referring to in this in this talk here is um, the instructions that the Buddha gave to 1,250 of his first disciples at a gathering 
that is um, known today as Manga Puja or Sangha Day. That's one of the three Buddhist uh, holy days. And it's actually marked in February. So it's coincidental that Manga Puja is coming up today. It's uh, this year, it's on February 16th. <clears throat> And the, I only read part of the talk, but what he's referring to is a very simple teaching that the Buddha gave at that gathering. And I'll just read it here from the Dhammapada. Cease to do evil, cultivate that which is good, purify the heart. This is the way of the awakened ones. That's what Ajahn Chah was saying, that all of the Buddhist teachings are encapsulated in this very short, small, uh, pithy phrase. Cease to do evil, avoid what is evil, stop what is evil <clears throat> or unskillful, you could say. Stop what is bringing bad results, negative results. Do what is good and purify the mind. <clears throat> That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's the heart of the Buddhist teaching. And of course, then, uh, you know, we have many, 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 many thousands more uh, teachings that stem from that, including the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path and on and on, everything that we practice here as a group. Um, but they all relate back to those three things. Stop unskillful behaviors, Avoid unskillful people. <laughs> Do what is useful, beneficial, kind, good, bright, generous, loving, and purify the heart, purify the mind. And purifying the mind um, can mean a lot of things. Practicing the precepts, sitting in meditation, cultivating practice, bringing our, our whole self to this cultivation of continuous mindfulness. What I like about meditation, yeah, there's a lot of things not to like about meditation. <laughs> when, <laughs> Now, before the, those magic times uh, when, when the mind is really still and uh, very collected and, you know, one could sit for hours and hours. Uh, but when it's not like that, it can feel rather unpleasant. And then uh, what we can reflect on is that just a very active meditation encapsulates. It is a personification, an exemplification of the Buddhist whole teaching. So when we're sitting here in meditation, 
We are not doing anything that is unskillful. We're not doing anything that is evil. We're not breaking any of the precepts. <clears throat> and, you know, further, furthermore, we're doing something quite beneficial. Collecting the mind and calming the body and getting connected to reality. Getting connected to the Sangha. All of those things are very good, at least in this, you know, framework, objectively good. And uh, purifying the mind, so settling the mind, letting uh, the difficulties and the thoughts and the mental proliferations just sift down, um, being quiet, maybe you know, reciting something um, in the heart and the mind that is useful, that is helpful to us, you know, reflecting on uh, our own goodness, the goodness of others, uh, recollecting the Buddhist teachings. Um, you know, very active meditation is the purifying of the mind. The very active meditation is uh, ceasing to do what is unskillful. Actually, we're ceasing to do a lot of unskillful things when we're sitting in meditation. And there's like a million other things that we could be doing that aren't actually helpful. <laughs> but just sitting here with each other uh, isn't any of those things. And it is, it is doing that, which is good. <clears throat> Ajahn Chah was uh, quite a master of the metaphor, simile, analogy. <clears throat> he, that, that picture of the whole being you know, too deep, but our arms not being too short, that really, that really speaks to me. And because we do have this tendency to point out, you know, what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong, <laughs> not what is working. Instead of looking inward, at maybe you know where we're going wrong, or how we could become more balanced. Like I didn't want to read too much while we were meditating, but uh, later he says, he says, oh, no, I can say what he says. I have to read it. It was so great. He said, um, you know, when we look when we're not when we're not avoiding what is evil, when we're not uh, doing that, then, you know, we look around and make sure nobody's watching and then we do the thing. <laughs> do the thing and nobody's going to see us. And, and he says, uh, well, aren't you watching? Are you somebody? <laughs> Did you see you? <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm somebody. You know, I can watch that's what we learn in this tradition, isn't it? In this practice, we learn to observe ourselves. We are somebody who can um, see what we're doing. And that's what we're practicing in this, in this, um, in Buddhism and in meditation and mindfulness. We're practicing that ability. We're honing that ability to see ourselves. And objectively, um, 
Can you objectively judge? <laughs> objectively discern what is happening. Is it useful? Is it skillful? Is it beneficial? Is it not? That might be that might be my mantra for this week. I am somebody. <laughs> I'm watching me. No. I definitely, definitely have that happen. No. If a, if chocolate disappears when nobody's watching, was it ever really there? <laughs> <laughs> That's not too bad. But it is a way <laughs> a way of deceiving ourselves, isn't it? You know. Well, I really wanted to share that with everybody in my family, but I ate it. <laughs> Nobody saw me, so I don't have to ever say it existed. You know, we do that. These, like, just little things. All day long, rationalizing. Uh, but it's kind of laughable, you know. We can have a good laugh at our expense. I mean, really. That's part of seeing what uh, is true. It's part of seeing what's actually going on. Just have a chuckle. You know, there's so many times where I've seen one poor person and I just chuckle at humanity, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Out to> people, <laughs> and the truth is we're people, you know, and so we have to have kind of those, um, you know, incisive view of ourselves, but not a judgmental one. It's really easy to see when other people are going wrong. We have, you know, humans love their BS detectors, don't they? But do we ever use them on ourselves? <laughs> it takes training, you know. It takes a training and a willingness to see to see where we're going wrong. Uh, and not to beat ourselves up with that, but actually just pivot, take a new tack, move in a new direction. Do you mind if I say what your uh, your 2022 word is? Oh, okay. So Sarah, a lot of people, there are a number of my friends do this, and I think it's really wonderful. They, you know, they uh, sort of bring into their hearts a word for the year, something that they want to reflect on and put into practice. And I've heard Sarah say a couple times this year that uh, Sarah Slanian that hers was pause. And that's a really profound thing to do, especially in this practice. That's what we're learning all the time is when to take a breath, take a break, pause, reflect, um, interrupt might be a good way to think of it as well. That's how I think of it. Well, I gotta interrupt myself here. <laughs> so hang on a minute to see. <laughs> take a pause. And I think of this practice, uh, what helps me is to look at this practice as actually a, a practice of stopping. Just stop it. <laughs> I, had to, uh, I had to get real serious <laughs> with myself. <laughs> you know, especially like, 
in the early days of practicing, you know, right speech, just, okay, don't pause. <laughs> because if you start up again, that's going to go the same way. Just, just stop. <laughs> just stop right there. Stop this conversation. Stop this uh, self-righteous thinking. You know, stop this negative um, approach. And the same with sort of the other precepts, you know, taking that which is not given is another one that we practice with, you know. So I don't work in an office anymore, thank goodness, but, you know, for a long, <laughs> but for a long time, uh, you know, it's just stop putting your hand in the jelly beans. <laughs> just stop. And obviously, uh, I mean, we won't do that anymore anyway, but, <laughs> you know, people are, people put those bowls of candy on their desk or they used to, this is very antiquated now, it's never COVID, <laughs> but they used to as a way to actually bring people in, to be generous, to make an offering, you know, to have a conversation, to have a place uh, to give and then kind of receive some good energy. And yet, you know, for some of us who just mindlessly take and graze and go around and, you know, find ourselves coming back and back again, <laughs> you just have to stop. Just have to stop. And so, really, it's, you know, looking at our own proclivities. It's like looking at our own habits. You know, somebody else in that office might be able to swing by the desk once. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> I have swing by a few times. You know, pretty soon I'm best friends with the receptionist. <laughs> That's my habit, to go back again for what I like. Isn't it? That's kind of human nature, isn't it? Just keep going back again for what we like or uh, racing away from what we dislike. <clears throat> and so, you know, noticing what really triggers our habits, our unskillful habits of um, just continuing to go after what we like, continuing to race away from what we don't like. There's nothing wrong with uh, taking, taking candy out of the dish that's, you know, sort of freely offered to the office. But um, as Buddhists, as practitioners, meditation practitioners, mindfulness practitioners, uh, we need to look at ourselves, you know. Hey, I'm somebody. I can watch what I'm doing. Actually, you know, nobody else would really be able to see what's going on but me. I'm the only one who really knows. How many times I've been over here today? <laughs> and so practicing that, you know, it's the word, the term in this uh, in this teaching is evil. Don't do what is evil, and that's fine. You know, that's clear. But also, um, watch our habits. Let's watch them. Observe. Stop what needs stopping. 
and start what needs starting. And that's how I that's how I look at this. That's what I love about this teaching. Uh, this teaching is also considered to be the, the beginning of the, the Padimukha, uh, the, the fortnightly gathering of the monastics to recite the rules of the Sangha. Right? So after this gathering, uh, the Sangha decided to meet every two weeks to uh, remember what they're doing. <laughs> You know, and that's really the human condition. We forget what we're doing. Because we're going after what we want or we're racing away from what we don't want, and we forget what we've committed to. And so, you know, that's another really useful uh, lesson to take away from this teaching, to take away from this Madhukuja story, is that if you really want to remember something, you know, Make time to remember it. Really take the time to reflect. Make it a habit. You know, we come here, most of us, uh, every week. It's our, uh, we're building a habit together on Sunday mornings. <clears throat> we can do this at home. <laughs> you know, we do do this at home. But it really is helpful to, to have a time each week to come together and reflect and remember why, why we do what we do. You know, I've heard Long Corpasano say, <clears throat> you know, if we just, if everybody just followed the first precept, refrain from killing. This whole world would be a different place. Just a one. Just a one. No, never mind. Five of them. Sounds too many. <laughs> Just the one. And of course, that's what we're feeling this week. If everybody just followed the one, we stop to refrain from killing. This whole world would be a different place. So, you know, as, as Buddhist practitioners, then we can do that. That's what we can do. And that's, we can be the model and the example. And uh, we can be somebody who sees what we're doing. And then have the energy to keep it up and reflect with each other. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I really, I'm just really happy that everybody's here and here and here. Uh, it feels great to have a community of people who um, are stopping what needs to be stopped and starting what needs to be started and taking care of their hearts and my heart. <laughs>